Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 420th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and I'm here with some blazing hot co-hosts. The first of which is a man whose name definitely isn't Seth, but we call him that anyway. Seth Vilo. Aw, shucks. Thank you. I appreciate the pseudonym. I thought you were introducing me for a second there. Ha <laughs> <laughs> We also have this other co-host whose name is also not Seth, but we call him Linian anyway. <laughs> He's coming in with blazing hot takes. Uh, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the high point of the show. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast, the show where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. Is there anything in between? The Pokemon to be a master board game. The Pokemon to be... A- we have never talked about that on the show. Um, I feel like you can't do that on the show without talking about how bad it is. You know what? There's a thing called Tabletop Simulator. I'll see if anyone's put it because that would be a hell of a stream. Oh my gosh, you're right. That would be so cool. That would be a lot of fun, actually. Pokemon to be a master... There's a sequel to that, too. There's like a gold and silver one. There were two of them. There were two sequels. <laughs> I still have most of the There tiles. was a Gen 3 one. Uh, the Gen 3 one, though, I heard is, like, really bad. Uh, the Gen 2 one, I heard, fixes a lot of stuff in the first one. So we have to play the first and also the worst one. Uh, so not the second. The second... Okay, so, like, Gen 2 is, like, my sweet baby child. And so it's really the high point of Pokemon for me is uh, January, Generation 2. Ugh. This is just going to go on for 10 minutes. It's fine. I really The second Gen one is, like, a playable game. I, I don't think, I think the other one is like, if you pick the right start, I think it, the 2B a master is if you pick the right starter, you end up steamrolling and you just win. I think that's what it is. I, and I'm not even kidding, Seth. I wish I was kidding. Yeah. But that's what happens. You just end up steamrolling and you end up winning. It makes no sense. Uh, other than that, what have you guys been up to? It's been a while since both of you were on the main show. I know Seth, Seth and I did Battlecast. I think it was the last time we were on a show together was when Seth and I were on Battlecast. That is correct. That was November. And Linian, was the last time we were on a show the last time I did Game Corner? <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> oh. that, Thatch did his annual appearance on Puckle Plus in, in one month, because it's really hard to do get on Puckle Plus, because I already do a show every week. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a lot of podcast. It is a lot of podcast. And at some point, if I do a lot more podcasts, my wife is going to be like, why don't you make money from podcasts? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so that's that's what's going on. Yeah, so yeah, everything's going well. But how have you guys been? What have you been up to? Anything exciting in your in your Pokemon lives in this Pokemon world? Seth, how, how's life without Dynamax? 
Oh my gosh, Life Without Dynamax is lovely. Ugh. It's, I, I feel like I can actually play the game again and not be cheated on. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I, I still haven't dived into OU yet. I, I've been meaning to because I, one, I was definitely waiting for the Dynamax man. And I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. I just haven't had the time. But I've been playing a lot of like battle spot singles, mostly because they're just like very quick and fast. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, in that format, like Dynamax isn't that broken. Yeah, it's short enough that you can actually build strategies around it, and you can actually prevent it um, to the point where you don't just get steamrolled, or have like five other Pokemon that can benefit from one Pokemon Dynamaxing. So like, it, it's balanced in the way that Game Freak wants you to play Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But in 6v6 singles, no. Well, you can't even do it on card anyway, so... Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I would dive in. I would give it a shot now that that's banned. And actually, in the battle cast that comes out on Thursday this week, we've got a team in there that was co-made, basically, by P. McGee and Linian. And that mm-hmm. was a really fun one, so I would give that a whirl. Belated Christmas gift right there. Yeah, exactly. Belated Christmas gift coming out right at your earbuds. That way, when you're driving home from your family Christmas, you have something to listen to. <laughs> exactly. So go over to Puckle Plus and listen to the Battlecast. That way, when you're driving home frustrated that Uncle Tom started talking about politics at dinner again, you can <laughs> delve back into Pokemon. <laughs> no! That hit home for somebody. It hit home for me. This is what they're listening to as they're driving to to Christmas right now. <laughs> to hear Uncle Now you have something to look forward to. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> but Seth will carry Seth will carry you the rest of the way. <laughs> you're welcome. You're what can I say except you're welcome. Oh man. Now we can get trademark infringed. Yeah, we're just living No, you can't you can't because it's a cover. Aha, there we go. You really showed them. Yep. I, I stopped I stopped all of the uh, FBI and uh, FTC people that would totally sue us. Yeah, okay, continue, Linian. <laughs> so I was on the, the last episode uh, of the review series, and then I just went, I have not a lot of time, because I was, uh, finals were happening, so I basically just started shiny breeding after uh, I beat the game. Shemu and I completed the decks within, like, four days. And then while I was studying for things, I would be a shiny breeding or chaining breeding is just better on every every level in this game oh my god yes that's the one thing i was kind of disappointed by because this has just been a trend in pokemon it hasn't been a trend in it's it's, this is this isn't anything to do with swish it's just like how pokemon's been going but like the shiny hunting methods i think it's just become less and less fun people love the poke radar i honestly think that's one of the worst i hated so I, I think Pokey Radar was kind of, it was awful in Gen 6. I think the Gen 4 iteration wasn't bad. No, you could get interrupted by things that you, that didn't even shake. Yeah, no, that's why you use repels. Yes, but it, it's just things like that, that, that when you don't have, if you don't knock something out, it doesn't count the chain. It doesn't break your chain. I think peak shiny hunting was Dexnav. Yes, I would agree. Dexnav was great. I did not like SOS battles. I thought it was very boring. Yeah, those just took forever. I don't mind this one. I like that it's, you know, somewhat flexible. It's just... It's uninteresting. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been breeding. I got an Appleton. I got a uh, Beresciuta, a uh, Cursula. Yes, I know Cursula is better, but shiny Cursula just looks so cool. And then I'm on Obstagoon. Obstagoon's cool, though. Yes, Obstagoon looks very cool. He likes to shout it out loud. Uh, if they had swapped his white for black, it would have been, like, the coolest shiny of all time. But I'll, I'll accept what they 
I feel like what they gave was perfectly fine yes, as well. It was good. I think they were all good. I've just been doing that, uh, hoping to start a Nuzlocke so- uh, soon, probably in the next couple of weeks uh, on the Twitch stream. Uh, now that I'm off of school. We need to powwow with YouTube people at some point. Yeah. Because I have some plans for YouTube content that are on me to do, but they're actually not that like intensive. Mm-hmm. And they're just things that I wanted to do anyway. Uh, I just can't Thatch do a Let's Play. We'll find out. The sequel. Because Thatch tried before. I don't know. Like I don't watch a lot of Let's Plays. And to me, the concept of like sitting in my room alone, like talking to a camera, doing a Let's Play is very confusing. To be fair, I don't know why people come and hang out on Twitch. Uh, I appreciate that they do. I don't understand why. Maybe it's because I don't give myself enough credit and like I'm actually like a decent content creator. It's not like you have training. It's not like you've been doing this for a decade. I guess at this point, like I probably have some charisma literally just inherently because I've done this for 12 years. A lack of stage fright will masquerade as charisma. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. Well, at this point, like, I just don't care. What makes it more inviting, I think, for me at this point is that I have that long history. So the show next week, I already recorded episode 421 with a special guest. Nice. That special guest, I won't allude to who they are. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> he asked me about, like, my history podcasting and everything like that. And I, that's something that just happens all of the time now. People will just be like, hey, tell me the story about Puckle. And it's just like, well, you're a little whippersnapper. Let me sit you down while I open up my giant book. Uh, let old man, 28-year-old Thatch tell you a story about podcasting. I've almost been doing this half my life, I just realized. And that's scary to me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's scary to me. Maybe it's time. <laughs> Puckle's over, guys. We're going home. Pack it up. <laughs> no, I mean, at this rate, we'll beat the McElroys by by June in episodes. No, we can't stop now. Who's the McElroys? My brother, my brother would be, I think they're on like, what, 460s or 70s? Yeah, we'll beat them by like June. It's fine. I intend for the podcast to be like one of the rare podcasts that hits 500 episodes. Woo! I think we still have more episodes than the Joe Rogan podcast. No, we don't. No, they're daily. We can't do, we can't fight that. Too bad, Joe. Too bad. All right, but that is, uh, that's that's a good place to stop. We're going to kick it on over. There has been some cool stuff going on in Pokemon, so we're going to kick it on over to the news cue that epic music coming to you live from the lavender town radio tower this just in and on to the news. In the news, we have a lot of things, actually. Like, I was really surprised that the week before Christmas gave us so many gifts. Right. Uh, the Pokemon company was super nice to us, actually. And I I really love what they're doing with the wild area because they have, I mean, they're doing they're doing good things with the wild area. Not what I, exactly what I would want from the wild area, but good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's an event that goes until December 25th, so Christmas, um, at midnight on Christmas. Delibird is now increased in max raid battles in the wild area. So you can get you can get Delibird uh, there, and you can get even more candy rewards, whatever that yeah. means. Oh, so the del- so most uh, raids will drop like at a five star. You'll get yes, uh, two large and one extra large, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Delibird gives six large and six extra large. That's not bad. Holy I'm mackerel. into it. Yeah, it's also, uh, this isn't listed in their ad read, but it's a great, it's 80% of the time, the five stars will drop ice stones. Oh. Um, And they're guaranteed to drop uh, ice beam, blizzard, and 
If you're lucky, there's a 20% chance of a destiny knot, which you can only get via BP Ooh. in this game. Wow, that's so, th- all of this is I know really what nice. I'm doing after. All, yeah. yeah. Seth, you want to have some fun? Birds. Uh, we can go play some deli birds. Uh, yeah. uh, also, if you're playing Sword and Shield, which I hope you are, if not, maybe you got it for Christmas. Hey. From Uncle Steve. And you got you got Pokemon Sword or Shield for your Switch, and uh, you go ahead and you open up, and you can see that uh, you you can get all of the Kurt balls, like pretty much all of the Pokeballs that Ball Guy gives you, which is why the Twitter turned into Ball Guy for like half a day. Yeah, <laughs> and the because of that, um, you can get a bunch of balls. Um, so using. I, I'm not even going to read these off because I don't know that I can <laughs> I can say these words because <laughs> I think they're all uh, Japanese uh, transliterations. Uh, but you can get yeah. the fastball, moonball, and level ball with one code. Uh, we'll put all of these in the show notes. You can get the heavy ball, lure ball, and beast ball with another code. And there is a uh, there's a third code where you get the love ball, friend ball, and dream ball. And I think it's like what is it? Is it ten of each or is it just one of each? No, it's one of one each. of each. One of each. Okay, I apologize because there's another code that's also out that gives you ten luxury balls. That's just called present. And if you type that in, um, that code can be redeemed until the 30th of January. The other three that we mentioned earlier to get the Kurt balls and the, all of the ball guy stuff is active until January 15th. But Merry Christmas. Go get your stuff. Um, party time. Party time. <laughs> like, I mean, that's some really cool stuff that they got going. Uh, going yeah. on. Uh, also, Verizon Wireless is out in Pokemon Go now. Woohoo, um, I need to go get it. Yeah. Um come on it's over good, and we'll go get it together. The good musketeer. There we go. Okay. Let me just fly over. Um and then let's see. Uh uh Pokemon Masters is eventually getting Silicalio. They haven't said who it's partnered with or when it's coming, but it's coming. Yeah, Sogaleo's coming to Masters. It better be Lily. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Go came out with some other really cool stuff. They came out with this new buddy thing where you can, uh, go and like feed your buddy Pokemon and then they appear in the overworld and you're like BFFs with it. And then you can also take shared AR pictures with other people's buddy Pokemon. The YouTube ad is so cute. The YouTube ad is really cute. I cried at it. And I was just like, I was at my office. I, I feel like, I feel like the YouTube ad was good, but it also is one of those updates that gave me the least amount of excitement. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh, cool. They can be in the overworld now. I don't know that I care. This, this is yeah. gonna, this is for like, if you're playing it like a game, this yes. is probably not gonna matter too much. If you are playing this as like, uh, if you're like a kid or like it's a lifestyle, I agree with that. Fun thing. It's these are the kind of quality of life updates that are going to make people feel like they want to play. I I think uh, it's probably something that would. Uh, I, I think it's definitely something that would. Uh, what what am I thinking of? I don't know. If you were playing Pokemon Go specifically, and you weren't, I know our main audience isn't just Pokemon Go fans. It's typically people who are outside of that. Uh, I would love to hear from people that that are excited for this feature. I mean, this is just something that I'm not, frankly, super excited about. But it doesn't mean that it can't be exciting for other people. Um, yeah, it's it, how I feel about Pokemon Camp. Just, yeah. Oh, cool. It's there. It's there, right? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, a lot of people have been enjoying Pokemon Camp. And yeah, on on that note, and I mean, I'm not one of them. Uh, I I enjoy I the I think I only enjoyed Pokemon Camp as a mobile Pokemon Center. Oh, that's what I, I never even used it for one. So that's what I enjoyed. I don't think this. I made curry other than one time before the review episode. I made uh, curry. Mm-hmm. I made curry only to to heal my Pokemon in the middle of roots. 
Nice. I didn't even do that. I didn't, I didn't realize till later you could do it outside the wild area. <laughs> I think I found out, I think I found that out accidentally to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I think I like accidentally clicked it. I'm like, oh, cool. I can do it here, I guess. But yeah, these are, those are some pretty big updates though for Go. I mean, Go's, Go's been doing really well. I think ever since they introduced community days like two years ago, they've just really been knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I think this feature particularly is cool if, Kind of like you said, if you're more casual, if you're doing it for fun, if you're learning about Pokemon, or if your favorite happens to be in generations one through five and available, like you can, like the kid with the Squirtle in the ad that that, that's on YouTube, like he, that was clearly his favorite Pokemon and now he can do that with it. Like, yep. I'm also glad it was a Squirtle and not a Charmander. It was a Charmander. People would have lost their mind. They had to reset. They probably had to reshoot it. They reshot it. It wasn't going to be Squirtle. It was going to be Charmander the entire time. Yeah. Actually, Pokemon Go has been really good about diversity, I think. Pokemon Go yeah, Pokemon Go is pretty good about it. Um, I, I don't know that a lot of the people working at Niantic are Pokemon fans past, like, Generation 3. But I know that they're very good at, like, spreading the love. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything in the news so far. I, I don't think there's anything big other than that. I mean, it's Christmas, so do enjoy that. Enjoy Seth's podcast on your drive home from Christmas. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, enjoy this podcast on your drive to Christmas, maybe. <laughs> or maybe you're listening to this at Christmas dinner and your uncles feel very awkward that I called them out by name. Uh, <laughs> and so on that note, guys, we're going to we're going to crank things up and we are going to go ahead and do Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Linian and Seth are going to be operating together as a team to try to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions from our Discord server. You guys can go over to the trivia submission channel over there and submit your trivia questions, and hopefully it'll get on the show. And we're going to see if we can stump the co-host. They are going to be operating together to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions, each worth a point, except for the one time it's not. There's going to be one worth two points, and they have a lifeline in the form of a hint. They can get a hint on one of these questions. And if they uh, don't use the hint but get all the questions correct, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are competing against their fellow co-hosts in a race to 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets $20 worth of T Public credit. And as always, this segment of the show is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for, I guess, just nerd stuff now, not just anime stuff. You can go buy some D&D-related items. You can go buy some cool t-shirts, some cool poster prints. Those guys are fantastic. I've got some of their stuff I need to give away. I really need to do it on stream, just start doing giveaways on stream. So with that said, uh, you guys ready to get some Pokemon questions thrown at your earballs? You betcha, Rooney. Sure. All right. Our first question is going to be come from Foxy. What is the only evolution introduced in Diamond and Pearl that could not be obtained without transferring its pre-evolution from a previous game? I want to, it's Tangrowth, right, Seth? I think it's either Tangrowth or Gliscor, and I think Tangrowth is correct. No, no, I know it's not Gliscor, because you can catch that when you're driving up to uh, the cave to get Gibble. Yeah. It's either Tangela or Licky Licky. I think it's Tangrowth. Like, that was, that was what immediately jumped to brain. Uh-huh. Okay, final answer, Tangrowth. Tangrowth is correct. 
that's one point for you guys. Yeah, Tangrowth. You had to ta- transfer in Tangela from like Leaf Green Fire Red. Which makes sense because Tangela itself is kind of rare. Yeah. Uh, moving on, question number two is going to come from our friend Lord Snorlax. What is the only evolutionary line to have its three abilities activated in three different weather conditions? Oh. So that would have to be like rain, sun, and sand, right? For instance? Yes. So Maractus is storm drain, but it also has... Okay. Um, it's got two water-absorbing ones. I think it's got flat-out water-absorb and storm drain. So that's not it. It's not Steelix. Is it something with sand force or something like that? Uh, is there a Pokemon that you can think of that has... It's got three different weathers. That's so weird. To be fair, I didn't know about this until this question, but I like this question. Yeah. What about Heliolisk? Heliolisk is, well, maybe, actually. Because it's got solar power. Dry skin. And... Does it have sand veil? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I... I, I, I yeah, yes, because it... Yeah, okay, Heliolisk, final answer. Heliolisk is correct. There we go. I did not know it got Sandveil. I didn't know that until today. I've I've never seen anyone use it. Well, because because dry skin's better. <laughs> right. Like 100%. I'm like, okay, so it has to be a desert Pokemon because that would, you know, rain and sun. And it's like, okay, guess Heliolisk. <laughs> yeah, I figured one of them had to be Sandveil because that's just weird and weird things get that. All right. Our next question is a Pokedex entry question for you guys to go ahead and answer. Um, so this one is from Pokey Toad. It's Pokemon Sword Pokedex entry reads, No matter who you are, if you bring strong emotions near this Pokemon, it will silence you violently. Who's that Pokemon? It's either Hatterim or Hatterene. Yeah, I think it's the middle one. Because I feel like that's the one that said silence you violently. But yeah, because the other one just straight, because Hatterene just straight up killed you. I think it's Hatterem. All I know is this is the Pokemon line that uh, would kill me. Right? <laughs> so, do you, do you feeling better about Hatterem? I don't think it's Hatterene. Okay, we'll say Hatterem. Because that's more about noise. Hatterene is more about sound, not just emotion. Okay, Hatterem. Hatterem, final answer. Hatterem is correct. That is uh, that is three points for you guys today. So I have two options for your your bonus point question, and I I want you guys to pick the pick the topic of oh, this no. because I don't think either of them are fantastic. <laughs> oh no! Would you rather have something about Santa Claus in the Pokemon anime, or would you rather have something about a Pokemon movie? A movie, because I can tell you right now. Don't know anything about Pokemon Santa Claus. Well, they're both from Liger, so this next one's from Liger. And he wants to know what four Pokemon from Generation 2 could be seen in the Pokemon the first movie and is attached Pikachu short. Pichu? Yeah. Meryl. Don fan. I guess I'll give you I guess I'll give you two points for each two you get. So which ones have you said so far? Pichu, Meryl, and Don fan. Okay. Togepi. I, I was thinking, like, it can't be anything but that. I guess Togepi, yeah. That's Okay, four. those are the four. Are those the four you're gonna lock in? Yeah, I, I can't think of any others. That is mostly correct. Oh, was one of them Elekid? Nope. Oh. The other one was Snubble and not Pichu. Pichu is not in the uh, in the first movie, and it's short. No, Pichu Brothers was the Generation Two and Gen- uh, Generation Two short. 
Oh. Or the next short. Well, it wasn't until Generation 3 that Peachy Brothers was in there. Or the third movie, Peachy Brothers. The second movie had Ella Kid and Blossom in it, but that was about it. Dang it. Oh, well. Uh, you miss you miss Snubble, though. It was in the Pikachu short. And so that gives you guys one point out of the two, unfortunately. You still can get six. You still have the so. hint. You can still get six if you get this next one correct. As always, we have a base deck question for you. And this next one is going to be from Merlander. What rock-type Pokemon has the lowest special defense stat? Immediately comes to mind Stonejourner with 20. Can you think of anything with worse than 20? I really don't think you can. I, I'm willing just to lock that in, because Stonejourner has the weirdest, most hilarious stat spread. Let's uh, let's go ahead. Since we have nothing to lose, do you want to go ahead and cash in our hint? No, I want to get it on principle. No, you can you can still get the point from the hint. If you don't use it, because you still get all the questions correct. Oh. You just didn't okay. get the bonus point. You just didn't get the bonus point. I thought we had to have a pure run. Okay. No, no, no. Got it. Okay, you never mind. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Stonejourner. Yeah. Stonejourner is correct with a base special defense stat of 20. I think that special defense is one of the stats that, like, the lowest any Pokemon has is 20. Yeah. I don't think anything has lower than 20. Not that I can think of. In general, I don't think anything has lower than 20. Yeah, I, I can't contradict that. In that case, you guys do get six points because you get to cash your hint in for that extra point. And so that gives you guys a uh, – that changes up the leaderboard considerably because everybody is really close. All right. So let me highlight my Excel files and then click sort. Uh, in first place, we have Sublime with 28 points, followed up by Seth Vilo in second place with 26 points. Woohoo! In third place, we have Sigma with 24 points. In fourth place, we have Linian with 19 points. In fifth place, we have Whimsicott with 18. In sixth place, we have Basket with 17. Tied for seventh, we have Shamu and Scrawn with 14 points. And in ninth place, bringing up the rear, we have Jushiro with 11. It's still anybody's game, though the schedule does not make it look like that. But maybe it could be. Uh, So, yeah, we have a lot of people like really close, like within one episode. We've never had this before. Never had double digits for everybody. Uh, then cause confusion. I think Sublime would still win, though, because he would technically cross the finish line first. No, it's both of us at once. If we're both on at the same time. It depends on when you think you've earned the points. <laughs> Gee, fine. Okay. You'll split the prize. You could get half a tapestry. <laughs> a towel. <laughs> on that note, though, guys, we are going to take a short break. And if you want more Poke Quiz, listen in. Well, I guess not next week, but the week after next. You can get some cool, uh, sweet Pokemon trivia. So, yeah, we're going to catch you guys on the flip side after we read you an iTunes review. And we have another iTunes review this week, this time from Sinutam11 on iTunes. It says, back to the real grind. Always been a Pokemon fan, but have been detached from my younger days of grinding through y'all grass for a long time. Finally, I've come back in full force with Pokemon Sword, and you guys have been super helpful in keeping me entertained now at work. Ironic how I run a real-life gym. One of the first podcasts I've ever listened to consistently and has me hooked. Happy holiday hunting. Thank you, Sinai Tam, and if you want to leave us an iTunes review or any kind of review for the podcast, or whatever, wherever you listen to us, we really appreciate it. So go ahead and do that, and maybe it'll have a chance to be read right on the show. We will kick it on over now to the topic. And welcome to the topic... This week, we're going to be talking overall Pokemon designs from Pokemon Sword and Shield because uh, we got a new art director this generation, which is something that honestly hasn't happened before. It's always been Ken Sugimori directing the artwork. 
Uh, I'm sure he definitely had some say and some like input in this process for Sword and Shield, but it was led by James Turner. And James Turner has done some Pokemon in the past as well. Uh, most notably like Golurk, Golette, Mandibuzz, and I believe I believe he also did Vanellish. Uh, on top uh, of yes, and Buzzwool. Yeah, and Buzzwool. That's right. He did. I think he did a couple Ultra Beasts. He did more than Buzzwool. Yeah, he did. That's just the one that yeah. I remember off the top of my head. He did Buzzwool. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting because uh, I, I don't mean this is something that's mean, but you can definitely tell that there was a different art director if you look at the Pokemon designs. Yeah, I, I think a lot of these would not have been greenlit under the previous art director. Not that they're bad, just that they're very different. Yeah, they're, dif- they're very different. And honestly, I can say about this generation, unlike other generations in the past, well, I, I would say I would say since Gen Six, I don't think that we've had any Pokemon that I can say are bad Pokemon, and I think I think that in yeah. part is just due to the lower number of Pokemon they've been adding every generation, which I think is fair. I think I think anywhere between like seventy and eighty new Pokemon is a solid addition to any any roster, and I think they they've been very good and very consistent about hitting that number as of late. We hit about ninety if you count Galarian forms as if you new. count if you count galarian forms yeah but if you count if you count alolan forms you've also hit more than 70 in alola yeah yeah i mean you yeah. hit about you hit about 100 with forms yeah the new galarian evolution pokemon included like new actual dex numbers it's yes. exactly 80 yes yeah. i knew that uh i did notice that it, well no it's just over 80 actually it's like no, 82 it's, it's exactly 80 is it exactly 80 are you sure grookey is number 810 eternity oh, wow. is 890 wow okay yeah. never mind then you're you're right, Seth. I was wrong. Triviaed, and uh, yeah, I I just think it's really interesting. Like the designs are definitely in- interesting, and I mean the one that stood out to me like immediately was Phalanx, and it disturbed me a little bit, just because it's uh it's like five Pokemon acting as one, and I'm like we've never had that before. And then I thought about execute, and I'm like okay, I was wrong, and <laughs> I don't know. It's just a mentality that I really hate seeing. Like it, it was a it was a mentality that I had that I really hate when other people have it. You know what I mean? Because uh, I think the biggest thing was when everybody always complained about Generation 5 designs. Like, people complained about Vanillite and being like, oh, an ice cream cone's a Pokemon. And I'm like, yeah, you have, like, a ball of metal and some magnets. Like, And then they'd yeah, be yeah. like, oh, we have Trubbish. He's just a literal bag of trash. I'm like, look at Grimer. He's a literal pile of sludge. Like, He's yeah. not even... Uh, it's- and then he evolves into a bigger <laughs> pile of sludge. Exactly. Like... Not this isn't a new argument. No, it's not a new argument. I just I felt bad for having that mentality in myself for like yeah. for like a real quick second. I I like the Kirby. I like uh, the Battle Kirby Squad. They're they're great. <laughs> the Battle Kirby Squad. I think it, I think it's an interesting Pokemon, and it's got like not terrible stats either. Yeah, it's Kirby Mass Attack too. No one knew we wanted that. But yeah, here we are. I thought it was. I think it's really cute. It's grown on me. I think I think I would say that about every Pokemon design that's ever come out. Like every concept has grown on me to an extent. Like at first, I wasn't really cool on like regional forms because I'm like, oh man, that's going to be a whole ball of wax to have to figure out. And then I, it, it definitely grew on me. And then also, same with regional evolutions. Like I, I really enjoyed that concept. I it helps that there aren't any bad ones. Like the most yes, underwhelming that's true. is is like Mister Rhyme mechanically. Mister Rhyme is I think Mister Rhyme is in general very underwhelming. Uh, but, I will, like, I will say that. It's still fine. I, I like that it's here. It's like balanced Mr. Mime because it doesn't have like 35 defense. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that is true. I, I just think it's a really odd addition, personally. I, I think it's a really odd addition. Uh, on the regional the regional evolutions, Cursula is the weirdest of them all to me. Oh, I love it. Knock Cursula's defense down by 50 points. Yeah. Give it all to special attack and then give it more attack. I don't think it's bad. 
Uh, I love it's shiny. It turns just the uh, the rock part of it black, so it's yeah. Suspended I've seen in a that ghost. Yep. It is so cool. I like. I wish it was better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I really like the. I really like it as a Pokemon. I don't know that we can complain too much about stats because, like, I I sometimes think that they don't spend as much time on stats as we think they do. I, I think they have like some kind of guidelines when they design a Pokemon. Like here, yeah. here's like the stat total range that you're allowed to have. Now yeah. play with that, and then somebody to, like throw some darts at a board. And I, I get the idea. Like it's physically very breakable, but it's you know it's spiritually resistant. It's, you know, it's yes. its soul suspended in ectoplasm. That's going to yes. be fragile. Man, if only there were a Pokemon like that before. Uh, I'm thinking. I guess kind of Reuniclus, but like this is still very different. I love it. You know, that's not ectoplasm. That's that's cell wall things. That's supposed to be cytoplasm. Cytoplasm. It's still a plasm. (laughs) Still plasm. Game Freak's running out of ideas. I'm not that kind of doctor. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm not that kind of doctor, but yeah, it's, uh, I thought there was some, I, I, I really did enjoy the designs. I mean, it was a really nice shakeup change from the norm in retrospect. Like at first I was like, man, this is all kind of weird because I, we, we talked about it on the show once before, like a really long time ago. I think it was with Ultra Beast we were talking about it. And it's, it's really like the eyes of Pokemon. Like if you look at generation seven previous, like all of the eyes, there's like three types of eyes you can have. You can either have like the Charmander eyes, the Pikachu eyes, or like, Oh yeah. Uh, and then like, they kind of threw that all out the window with ultra beast on purpose because they wanted ultra beast to feel different. And then here you can actually, you can kind of see that design change, but not to as great an extent as like ultra beast has seen it. Mm-hmm. The only eyes that, that uh, stand out to me are Carcoles monstrosities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> those are old style Charmander. Those, like, those are old style Charmander those are old eyes. Style. Those are Vegeta eyes. They're just their entire polygon. I hate them. And they come off its head. I do have to say the most disappointing design of this generation, like disappointing, was um was not Carcoal, but oh my gosh. It's, it's Colossal. Colossal. Yeah. Colossal had the most disappointing design. Yeah. They were going so strong, like Roly Coley and then Carcoal. And I'm like, wow, this is going somewhere. This is really cool. It's going to be that freight train we all wanted. It's going to be something really cool, you know? Maybe, I mean, even, you know what? They could have just, like, attached, like, three carcoal together, and I would have accepted that as, like, yes. as, like better than as better than Colossal. You know what the good news is? After this game, we could just fix that in another evolution. <laughs> just give them another variant. Yeah. I don't know. I because like I think it, I think it's a kind of a missed opportunity because it's like oh man we had right we had right frame so we just did that yeah and I was just like oh that's sad because like it could have been something really cool that's probably the only place I'd say this generation that I think there's like a there was like a lack of something in the Pokemon mm-hmm. designs because everything else is solid like I think every like even the Gigantamax forms are are, are very good a lot of them are great I think the Gigantamax I wish Gigantamax was mechanically different but i think uh-huh. design wise it's done very well like i i would say orb beetles uh, gigantamax is very cool yes <laughs> I, I i guess maybe corvinites isn't that great because i think it's just red corvinite well the thing is it's got those little bird things that like shoot off the back yeah so it's not that exciting and that looks those are so well animated it, it is cool to watch i do agree with that but other than that i don't think it's that exciting of a gigantamax king kingler's gigantamax is cool yeah there are some Pokemon, um, like a lot of the single stagers in this game just really impressed me. I When I first saw Stonjourner, I thought it was really dumb, but uh, I I love this thick-legged uh, Stonehenge 
(laughs) It's so silly. Yeah. It's absurd. I love it. I can't wait to see the anime. You can play with his legs with the Joy-Con. What? Yeah, there's a way to do it. There's like a... I, I forget where it is. It might be in camp. Or it might be at the status screen. If you're just holding two Joy-Con on their own and you just start flipping them around, his legs flip around with the Joy-Con. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out for you just so you can know. Uh, oh, to enjoy Stone boy. Journey even more. What disappointed me... What Pokemon? What got me was that it was a version exclusive. Like, I... I think that the marketing of not giving everybody all of the version exclusives was done very poorly because it made me very sad playing through the game. <laughs> Honestly, because there were a lot of version exclusives. Like, there were a lot. Yeah. And yeah. and I was very disappointed when I was playing through to be like, oh, I can't get Stone Journey because I'm playing Shield. And I was just like, that would have been a cool Pokemon to try to, like, play through and have fun with. And then... Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, you can't get... And then, like, somebody playing Shield, oh, I can't get Ice Q. I don't know what's going on. Um, no, uh, Shield has Ice Q. Yeah, I, someone yeah. playing Sword couldn't get Ice Q. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was done oddly. But I, Ice Q, speaking of Ice Q, Ice Q's done very wonderfully, I think, as well. Ice Q's hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm lukewarm on Ice Q, but I don't... I don't dislike it. I I, I like it with the Ice Cube on its head. I think when the Ice Cube's not on its head, it's a little weak. See, to me, it's the opposite. I do not like the silly giant ice face, but I love it when it's just kind of a derpy little. I don't. I don't like the derpy penguin. I. It makes it to me. It feels like penguin, uh, like Olimar's penguin Sona, and that to me just is yeah, is something beautiful. It has a great dex entry where they talk about how when it's confused or thinking very hard, uh, it cools down the air around it. Which has led me to uh, imagine central cooling systems, which are just a bunch of ice cube constantly being told riddles. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I I I like so many of these Pokemon. Like, I don't think there's any one of them that I'm like, this is a bad Pokemon. Like, I. I, I personally, um, I was very, when we found out that we had Pokemon that had like split regional evolutions, something like Meowth to Berserker, I, I thought I was going to be like, this is dumb, but Berserker, I like way better than Persian. Like I, I will 100% like per- go to bat for that. It's got Wolverine claws. I, yes. I just think it's visually more interesting than Persian. Yeah. New Jackman. Yep. It's not, it's just, it's not just a cat. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's done very, very well. I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it's just done very well. I I wish there was like an evolution on top of that. I feel like yeah. there's 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 like a way there's to go room. one more. There's room to just be like Berserker evolves into you know something cooler, and it's like Persian esque again, but Steel type with Berserker mm-hmm. qualities. I think that would be really cool. Uh, I think Kofagrigus or not Kofagrigus, but uh, Runerigus. Runerigus. Uh, yeah. Yep. That one. Runerigus. Uh, if yes. you can figure out how to evolve him. He looks yeah. great. He does. And Campy's really cool, too. It makes more sense when he's in camp. Because yes. he'll, he'll like, form his rune. And so it cool. makes more sense then. Um, I, d- I think his Pokedex entry is, like, really sad and depressing, though. Oh, yeah. It's really dark. It, it's really dark and depressing. Because it, it's just like, oh, yeah. So, you know how Yamask was a person who carries around the mask of itself? Turns out it found this rune, and then the rune took over the ghost. So, it's like it's like a parasite, but for ghosts. Yeah, seen it before. Parasect did it first. Game Freak is running out of ideas. It, it was Parasect first, but it was Renegris. I mean, it's cool because it's gross ground. That's a cool typing. I, I think it's I, I think it's interesting in that aspect. Yeah, there's so many cool ghost types this generation. 
It's so neat. There really were. And there's a lot of cool, like, every types in this generation, I think. Yeah. So, fun fact about the type spread uh, in this game. There are at least three Pokemon of each type split over at least two evolutionary lines introduced in this game, if you get regional variants. Good. Compared to, I don't know, Alola's singular ice type? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Dude, Alola was pretty bad on the type spread, but Alola was trying to do something different because yes. if you look at, if, I mean, we had the question last week in trivia, but it's what what generation has the most like single stage evolutions and the answer is like 30 some in Alola, which are like half the Pokemon it introduced. And so it was trying to do something different in that aspect. And I think it kind of, it kind of bombed because of that. But I, I do agree with you that like they did very, a very, very good job of splitting up like every type in uh in sword and shield and i think in terms of like a meta uh that you may or may not be able to play it's done very well in the aspect of like hey you can go ahead and you can everything's good everything everything has a chance to be good i should say everything feels like it has a tier yeah yeah i i think also all of the regionals were like knocked out of the park no no alola meowth nonsense this time uh i think i think alola meowth was very very weak and I think all of the regionals were done very well. I think Al- or Galarian Stunfisk is really cool. I think Galarian Yamask is really cool. Galarian Darumak is cool. Galarian Zigzagoon. You made Zigzagoon cool. They didn't even make Rattata yeah. cool. They made Zigzagoon cool. You know, we, 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 we were joking when we first saw the Obstagoon line, right? Yeah. We were like, oh, they just gave it Rattata's shtick, even made yeah. you know, Dark-type original variant. Uh, no, I think Rattata is just like the bad crib of uh, Zigzagoon. Galarian Zigzagoon, they like fixed all of the problems with Galarian Rit- or Alolan Rattata. And it's great. I love it. It's it's done it's, just super well. It's like what, third usage in UU, Mr. Vilo? It's it's so cool. Well, Obsta- I mean, you get the added boost of being Obstagoon, which is like yeah. Lunoon on crack. Yeah. So like it, it really gets that that said to it so like i don't want to i don't want to like be like obstagoon's good therefore zigzagoon's good but i i have to say like the moves that they gave that gave lanoon before like it becomes obstagoon is just very well done everything it makes it so much more usable obstagoon is honestly a terrifying threat like, yeah in general even with the 90 attack like guts boosted facade mm-hmm. with stab is gross yeah so absolutely gross peels half off a fully defensive toxapex it's a good pokemon mm-hmm if if this game has taught me anything, it's beware of multipliers. Uh, yeah. Because 290, yeah. <laughs> 290 attack mons have incredible damage ceilings. Uh, it, well, three of them, actually. In Draco Zolt, Draco Vish, and uh, Obstagoon. Speaking of those guys, uh, yeah, what's up with that? Those designs. Those designs are both terrifying and cool at the same time. All of the fossils are wonderful. So part of what I found so fascinating is I'm a kind of a history guy. So there were these these two paleontologists to to, to super boil this down. Uh, there were these two paleontologists who basically got into an academic um, weedle measuring contest. And uh, long story short, they had to, they were trying to find the most new dinosaur species, and they were just kind of fitting things together. So that was hundreds of years ago. Well, a hundred something years ago, it was eighteen fifties. We're still undiscovering dinosaurs today. Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out where these bones actually went, and this is just the uh, horrendous extrapolation of the bone wars. Had they continued, which sounds so much cooler than just archaeological things, the bone wars, right? Uh, the bone wars. Dynamite was thrown into someone's lab, so that did happen. 
the Bone Wars. Look at the Bone Wars. And these are the survivors. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's not a story paleontologists would tell you. I, I love Dracozult's the, the thick boy. He's hilarious. He's my favorite of the four. I think it was a really cool concept, and it was definitely different from, like, because we still got fossil Pokemon, but none of them are rock-type. Yep. Which yeah. I thought was very, very cool and very, very well done. I would really like to see in the future, like, maybe they don't have to play on it here specifically, but I would love to see them, like, maybe we get the other halves of the fossils in, like, a future that game. Cool. Yeah, we just can't ever let the two match, because then we go from four Pokemon to 16? 16. It would be Ish. cool. To, it would be cool though if you went to the sixteen. Like so, so you can come up with another four, right? For like another game, and like it's the other half of the fossils, and so we can have some cool, fun, like speculate speculative lore there. And then you can come up with a game where you can start to match them up the other way. Well, no, because oh, uh, so cool. you can't. You can't. Do you get sixteen? Yeah, you would get yes, sixteen. Yes, you do. Because yeah, you yes, get yes. four yeah. heads, four bottoms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be really interesting, though. I'd be into it. Yeah. What we need is another body piece that doesn't match any of the heads. Oh my gosh, that would be great. <laughs> I would I would bundle the Dragapult line in with the fossils too, in a sense, because of what it's based on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's based off of oh gosh, what was it called? Diplococcus? Diplo 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 something. It's a lizard, an ancient lizard that has a head that looks just like Dragapult, but you know how Dragapult's tail kind of goes translucent at the end? Mm-hmm. That could be a reference to the fact that di- it's the Diplocalus, I think. It, a, a one with a complete tail has never been found. Ooh. Maybe they don't have it's, a tail. They've got one. Like, you find all the pieces of it around, but you've, there's never been one found with a complete one. So th- ah. that could be a reference to that. And it just happens to fit so well with a B2 bomber. <laughs> and Dreepy's Pokedex entry says, like, it's it's resurrected, yay, and it likes to wander the oceans where it used to live thousands of years ago, which is horribly sad. That is horribly... Well, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. Exactly. Like, but that's sad. I used to live here when I was alive. Where are my fish friends? Hello, Dracofish. <laughs> I can see him saying that in that voice, yes. Uh... Well, uh, speaking of things that are haunting things, uh, Aegislash in this game, or Haunage in this game, they clarify it's not just a ghost in a sword. It's uh, a ghost of the thing that, uh, of someone that was killed with that sword. Oh, that's even cooler. The Pokedex lore augmentation is great. I'm into it. Oh, man, that's really cool. Can we also point out that the Nicket and Thievil line are fantastic? Uh, uh, you can. Uh, you can. And that's what I'll they say. They themselves are not fantastic, but Nicket being like a sneaky fox with a tail that clears its footprints after it walks, that's such a cool, like, thematic thing. Okay. And then Thievil being Guy Fox. Guy Fox. Oh, Who is it. Guy Fox? I didn't hear that until you said it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these Pokemon have, like, interesting animations, like, between camp and battle. Like, yeah, Sense of Scorch. It stands up. I feel like I know how, like, when it fights, it's, it's up there. I, I know Santa Scorch. And then I went into camp, because I was using it as my flame body mon, and uh, I was surprised to find out it was on the ground, and it was infinitely scarier. <laughs> yeah, and when you're seeing it use attacks, it goes flat for a little bit, and it's just like, oh, that, that's cool. Then you see it walking flat, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it! What is this fruit leather that's walking on the ground? <laughs> it's the number two hero, Endeavor. I think a lot of them are cool. I mean, I, I, I would say, I would say Nicket and Thievil are probably like the two that I'm the least excited about from the entire game. 
Yeah, I just think that that little bit is fun. That's a fun little detail. That is a fun little detail. There's the apples. There's the two hair Pokemon. Yeah. Lines. Uh, the the two Pokemon that ha- that use their hair differently. One's all male. One's all female. Yep. That's yep. fun. Yep. That is and fun. one's a psychic type and one's a dark type too. Uh, uh well, mm-hmm. it's psychic fairy, dark fairy, which is actually really cool. Yep. I I do like that sim- symmetry. Grim smells they- better because it's got more cool colors. Yes, saying. that's true. But yeah, I think that's a I think this is a good place to stop. I think they're all very exciting. The things in this felt a lot more Pokemon than previous gens, in my opinion. I could be very... You're biased, I, don't know. I think, probably. I'm very biased, maybe, but when we have to also look at things like Ultra Beasts, and I, I don't think Landorus Therian looks too much like a Pokemon. Yeah, I'd agree. It looks like a rejected Dragon Ball villain. Well, I, yeah. I would say I would say in con- concerning Landorus Therian that you can't really compare that to this generation, and I'll explain why, because... We didn't get like a true trio of legends in this in this That's game. Uh, we ha- I mean, this isn't the first time we haven't had that either. I mean, look at X and Y. X and Y. We didn't have this. We didn't have a trio of legends or anything either. They just reused the legendary birds. And yeah, I, I think that's something that needs to be taken into account when trying to compare it to that. Because legendaries are allowed to have different designs, and I think you can even look at Zashin and Zamazenta. Because in that regard, I think those look more like the older style, like you would see out of Ken Sugimori. Mm-hmm. and i and then you have a turn of this which is almost an ultra beast imo <laughs> yeah well. yeah so I, I i would i would say that but i on on that note i think this is a good place to stop we'll take a short break and we'll yell at you about some ramen and then we'll go ahead and uh and take you to the pokemon of the episode so yeah we'll we'll ke- we'll catch you guys on the flip-flop Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 875, Ice Q, the Penguin Pokemon. Its shield Pokedex entry, for the ice face specifically, says this Pokemon keeps its heat-sensitive head cool with ice. It fishes for its food, dangling its single hair into the sea to lure in prey. How cute. Good for you, Ice Q. Good for you. That's gotta be real just hard on its back does it like float with the ice cube and then wait till something bites it like what no no it's it can't, it's ice cube uh, he's adorable look he and empoleon are, are members of a very exclusive club the penguin club club penguin yeah the club penguin club yes. penguin 
Club Penguin slash Minecraft put together. That's why it's got the cube face. That's why all the kids love it. Ice Cube is surprisingly good. Like, he's yeah, surprisingly yeah. good. So Ice Cube, when it has its ice face, has it. Well, they both forms of it have a uh, base stat total of 470, but it's still surprisingly good. Uh, 75 HP, 80 base attack, 65 special attack. And then in the ice face, its defenses are 110 and 90 for defense and special defense, respectively. And then those drop when you break the break the ice face to 70 and 50. When it you break the ice face, though, he also gets like a major speed boost. Yeah, from 80 points. base 50 to 130, making him like one of the, if not the fastest ice types ever. Yep. And it's crazy because ice is a really good type offensively. And so I think I think Ice Cube gets a nice little niche here just from that. Like, good for you, Ice Cube, being adorable and stuff. Ice Face, for those of you unaware, is kind of like Disguise on Mimikyu. Kind of. But for physical attacks. Uh, it doesn't do yep. that for special attacks. It's really weird and kind of cute. It can also be restored by hail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is if, if a hailstorm is set up after it's changed forms, uh, it will uh, it'll it'll fix its head. And you'll get Ice Face mm-hmm. back. So it's it's really cute and kind of weird in that way. Yeah. With Dynamax gone, you're unlikely to have that happen, but oh well. Yes. Yes, that is true. Dynamax is gone, by the way. That's why we're here today. <laughs> Just crab rave all the way. Dynamax is gone. So Seth has put a team together that should be somewhat relevant in the meta now that Dynamax is gone. And so <laughs> we have Ice Cube, of course, because that's who we're talking about today, wearing heavy-duty boots, a new item that... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm probably wrong. Yep. Heavy-duty boots prevents hazards damage, right? It prevents any effect of hazards. Not only damage, but also the speed drop from Sticky Web and the poisoning from Toxic Spikes. Actually, that makes sense to me. It just just negates hazards, essentially. Yep. Entirely. Which is good for Ice Cube, because Ice types are notoriously weak to rock. And Stealth Rock being there does not make things better, especially if you want a belly drum like this boy. So you've got Ice Face, obviously, with 252 attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed. You're running Jolly Ice Cube, just so when you break that Ice Face, you're ready to go. And you're going to run Belly Drum, Icicle Crash, Liquidation, and Zen Headbutt, just as decent cover. That's a really good coverage, actually. That's like solid, solid coverage. I I don't know what that doesn't really cover that well. Yeah, you hit pretty. I think you hit almost everything neutrally with that. Almost everything. I can't think of you anything. Hit you everything hit. relevant neutrally. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you don't hit. Uh, you can hit Rotom Wash neutrally. Yeah, never mind. I don't know. Uh, I'll think about it later. Yeah. So Rotom Wash is also on this team with a choice scarf because we just like messing with people. This is like good old Rotom Wash. Rotom hasn't changed. Yeah. With Levitate, obviously two fifty two special attack, four special defense, two fifty two speed. Timid Nature, Volt Switch, Will-O-Wisp, Hydro Pump, and Trick. Uh, so you can trick that Choice Scarf onto annoying things like Toxapex or something. And and that's what, uh, that's, that's what your Rotom Wash does over there, being a Rotom Wash and things. So, Linian, uh, take, take another two. Yeah, so we've got, uh, like every team in the world, uh, Dracapult. Woo! Is he the new Lando? Not quite, not, not quite, quite, but he's still cool. No, he's not. He's not quite as as oppressive, but uh, he he's doing great, and he's doing things that Dragapult do. Uh, he's running around with uh, Infiltrator as his ability, Choice Specs as the item, four HP, two fifty two special attack, and two fifty two speed. Timid nature, got to outrun those other Dragapult because you are outrunning everything else anyway. Uh, I would like to I would like to point out to Sublime that Dragapult is running a special set, as I predicted oh, no. the week after the game came out. Yeah. 
I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. <laughs> it's because it doesn't have a good physical uh, physical ghost move. If it had yeah. that, if it had that, it would be running physical. I absolutely agree. Because yep. dragon darts is fantastic. Yes, it is. It's running Draco Meteor, Fire Blast, Shadow Ball, and U-Turn. Uh, Got to get those those nice little chips in uh, as you pivot around. Uh, a lot of times people run Thunderbolt instead of U-Turn, but this team does not really have much of a problem with Toxapex. So uh, not a big reason to do that. Yep. We're following that up with a bit of a hairy situation we've gotten ourselves into. We're going to use a hairy situation to get ourselves out. Grimmsnarl with a light clay. Prankster. It has 92 HP, 252 attack, 164 speed with an adamant nature, and... Seth, what is this supposed to survive? Or outspeed? That is an excellent question. Allow me to find the answer for you shortly. While you're doing that, uh, it is running. I mean, it's got a light clay, reflect and light screen yep. with Prankster. Fantastic. Toxic, uh, not toxic, I can't read, taunt, and spirit break. Not a lot of things get toxic now because it's not a TM yeah. anymore. Or a TR. Yeah, so taunt will shut down any annoying uh, Pokemon that are trying to wall you out. Spirit break breaks the opponent's spirit as well as dropping some of their attacking stats. And then mm-hmm. you've got light screen and reflect just to help you soak damage. I want to know what 164 outspeeds. <laughs> yep, I got it. What's that? 164 outspeed and the max attack allows you to outrun Mandibuzz and give you a decent chance of two-shotting it with Spirit Break. Fair enough. Okay, good enough. Yep, so just remember, even with this much speed investment, you're slow. Don't don't expect it to, yep. to win on its own. Okay, Seth, take us home. Tell us about these other two bad boys that are pretty standard bad boys. You bet. One of them's kind of a standard bad boy. One of them's going to become a standard bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Tell me All about right. them. <laughs> We've got Ferrothorn, which is Ferrothorn doing Ferrothorn things. It's got leftovers and iron barbs as the item and ability. Max HP, max special defense because it lets it absorb hits from things like Dragapult a little bit better, as well as just specially based water attacks here and there. Careful Nature with Power Whip, Spikes, Leech Seed, and Thunder Wave. We choose Thunder Wave here because you want to paralyze the fast things that might be in on Pharaoh, because Ice Cube does not have a Salak Berry, which is its other item choice yes. if you wanted to do it. So Thunder Wave can, let, it can ensure that Ice Cube outspeeds things when it's in its no-ice phase. Spikes lets it, you know, it, it lets Ice Cube basically do more damage in a sense. Yeah. Leech Seed and Power Whip are self-evident. Um, you could run knockoff over Thunderwave if you really want to, but it's an option. Finally, we've got the thing that looks weird but will be standard. We've got Suicide Lead Excadrill with Focus Sash. Its ability is Mold Breaker to let it go through Hatterene trying to bounce hazards back. Max Attack for Special Attack. You heard that right. And Max Speed with a Hasty Nature. It's got Rapid Spin, obviously. Stealth Rock, obviously. Earthquake, obviously, and finally Steel Beam, which is the new move that was introduced this generation. It's basically mind-blown but for Steel types and does 50% of your maximum health as recoil damage. So the reason behind that, even with Excadrill's garbage special attack, it can still do a lot just because of the high base power. Like Linian said, you learn a lot about multipliers and just raw damage in this. So... Stab Steel Beam will still hurt, but the reason we run it is when something comes in to try and spin away Excadrill and or Ferrothorn's hazards, if you Steel Beam it, knock yourself out, and they attempt either Defog or Rapid Spin, they will not go through if there is not a target on the opponent's field, so your hazards remain. Solid. 
And then you just go into Dragapult and block it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> just nuke them. So that's the idea Perfect. behind Excadrill. Perfect. I'm into it. I have to try this. I have to try it. I haven't played OU yet. I have to try it. Uh, this team will be up on the Pokemon of the episode channel. So definitely go check that out and try it out if, you, if you're if you interested. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for that. I do want to try doing some, um, because we are doing the UUTC this year as a best of three battle spot singles, which is actually kind of exciting. I do yeah. want to try to get some of those teams up and just have people play with those. Just give them some ideas. So maybe next week, Thatch, or not next week, but in two weeks, Thatch will remember. <laughs> which is uh, which is something that might may or may not happen. So on that note, though, guys, yeah, that's Pokemon of the episode. We're going to shift over gears and go on over to the uh, the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the very fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! It's not like the ramen that gives you energy. Yeet! Uh, and so... <laughs> but yes, uh, we will go ahead. This is the part of the show, if you're new to the show, where we read off listener emails. You can send us an email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about the question. Last week, we wanted to know, what do you think is coming after Sword and Shield? Because we're already looking that far ahead because we're content creators and that's what we do. (laughs) Uh, So we want to know what your thoughts are about what's next. What's the next Pokemon game? What's next for Pokemon in general? So I'm excited to see what you guys have to say. Uh, this week, I want to know what your favorite Pokemon designs are. So send those into podcast at gmail.com. The emails will not be read until the until episode 422. Keep in mind, because 421 has already been recorded and is in the books. Uh, I don't want to have to record next weekend because it's a holiday and Thatch wants Thatch wants to take a nap on a Saturday for once. <laughs> uh, so that is that is where we are. So on that note, though, uh, let's let's jump into these emails. Our first one's going to be from Tank this week. Righto, and I've got that one. So, Alola Puckle Pals, Team Skull Admin Tank here. I'm taking a break from recruiting for Guzma in the Galar region to write to you today. The boys back home miss me, but I'm happy to be doing good work for the boss in Galar. So far, I've caught the boss 356 Snom, 356 of them. I I thought that was its Galar Dex number for a second. that's not the Galar Dex number. (laughs) Nope. 356 Snom. Whatever. You know how he loves them buggy boys. I almost stole a Corviknight taxi signs. I know he'll be proud of me when I get back. Anyways, I wanted to write in and tell you what I think is next for the franchise. Honestly, I think we're going to get Diamond Pearl Platinum remakes. We got Pearl Earrings and Go as a free item to male and female characters. When my dad pointed it out, I couldn't help but scream, Sinnoh confirmed! I think that's looking a little too into it. That's a little... I think so too. Like Gen Four is already in. Well, so, so I think it's more a thing like that. I don't so, know. Well, it's also the uh, the thing that also gets me is like so like I've been doing this for a while, and I've been watching people try to predict like the remakes for for a very long time. And <laughs> my favorite one was when the people were trying to predict the uh, heart were predicting like gold and silver remakes before heart gold and soul silver were announced. There was like part of like their quote unquote logic for gen 2 remakes being inevitable was that the pokeball in the center of the pokemon centers in pokemon diamond and pearl or gold and silver and that's what that reminds me of yeah yeah who knows oh well anyway 
back to this. There have obviously been other tidbits here and there that make me think remakes are coming, and I honestly hope so. Diamond and Pearl are practically unplayable because the game runs so slow. I want Not to wrong. play in the underground again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, oh my gosh. It's so slow. Anyway. Not wrong. Also, I'm scared of Pokemon Home. I hope everything I hope it's everything we dream of, but I'm worried it'll be a living nightmare. Sorry, this app isn't compatible with your cellular device is scary or your Pokemon sitting lifelessly on your phone for eternity with nothing for them to do. Imagine no Diamond Pearl Platinum remakes. Arceus sitting in home, patiently waiting, staring into the abyss, dreaming of our destruction. Pokegod exists and we have forsaken him. <laughs> Team Skull admin tank. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, from good, the start actually. of that email to the last line, bit of a total change. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just like the tone just like shifted real hard. Yeah, I, I mean, I think home's gonna be probably like somewhere in between of like the best thing ever and like something sad. Like that's that's my realistic expectation. It's gonna be something in between. <laughs> like there's gonna be something that we go, man. It'd be nice if it had this. Yeah, and that's about it. Uh, all right, so this next one is gonna be from JP JBC Brazil. Uh, oh, he just wants us to call him Ben. Um, hey, Puckle Squad. <laughs> ben here, JBC Brazil on Discord. I've been listening to the show for the past few months, and I want to thank all of you for getting me realistically hyped about Sword and Shield. They are by no means perfect games. That story, sad face. Wow. Uh, but I have overall enjoyed them quite a bit. I've been brainstorming my vision of a perfect Pokemon game, which I hope would land af- after the likely remake of a past generation that we'll get next year. I would I would be excited if we travel back to Sinnoh in the remake, but I also think it would be a smart choice to give us the other half of the Pokedex, barring legendaries, aside from the ones relevant to that generation. While I would love to travel to a new region in this quote-unquote perfect game, I would be okay with Ultra Sword slash Ultra Shield that grants us the whole Pokedex and a more robust story that extends into the post-game. Here's a wish list of features for this game. Establish a world-spanning post-game adventure based on the legendary Pokemon from previous regions. It would be cool if the regions you are you visit are different based on the version of the game you have. Perhaps Galar and Sinnoh are available in both versions, but for example, in Ultra Sword, you visit Johto, Sinnoh, and Kalos. You wouldn't be able to explore the whole region, but perhaps a couple of meaningful locations tied together by original wild area. As part of the post-game story, you establish a base in the location of your choice and recruit team members based on different aspects of the game. These team members could send out you could send out on recurring missions to accomplish specific tasks, allowing you to build trust and unlock better skills. It would be so cool to befriend an expert breeder that asks you to hatch eggs to of a specific group, or a researcher that asks you to catch Pokemon of a certain type. In turn, you receive bonuses to hatch Pokemon and a heads up on rare Pokemon appearing in a specific region. The last part's actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think pool. we're ever going back to any other region ever. Um, no, that that is just way too much dev time for money yes. they will not be able to recoup. I'm sorry. Uh, they'll be able to recoup it. It's a Pokemon game. Uh, but they they don't want to have that low of a profit margin, okay? Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I mean. Uh, I could keep going, but I know this message is already too long. It's a great to be part of a community that might appreciate these ramblings, though. Keep up the great work. I look forward to the show each week. JPZ Brazil or Ben. Uh, I appreciate that. No, I think the last part's actually really cool. Like being able to have like a thing where like, I think that would be, I mean, this is, that's honestly what that reminds me of is research in Pokemon Go. 
And, yeah, uh, and I think that's something that I mean they already put raids in Pokemon from Pokemon Go. Um, if yeah. they put if they put like dailies like that, or not even dailies to an extent, but just like something where you could do a bunch Goals. of little side quests and just like keep doing little things. Like, oh, I already caught Snom. Well, you need to catch five more for me, okay? Uh, well, like, I'd be into it. So it's just uh, the mission system for uh, it's just the like what they did with uh, Persona Five uh, with some of the uh, confidants. It's yeah. a confidant system, and that was that. That is, if you want to copy something for Persona Five, please copy that. That's fantastic. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, steal from other games. Steal their good systems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm into it. I mean, because that sounds like such a cool thing to do. Like, prevent a breeder that helps you like hatch eggs faster or something like that, or yeah. or gives you something to help you do. Yeah, I, I'm into it. I'm really into that idea. I think I think that is something that would be a really cool addition. I don't think it'll happen, but I'd love for it to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen until 2024. Um, that's what, that's my prediction. 2024, maybe 2023, maybe 2023. Oh wait, no, I got that's my date wrong. 2022. That, It'll be 2022. Stuff from 2016. Yeah. Uh, 2022. All right. But on that note, thank you for that email. We appreciate it as always. Our last email today is going to be from I guess Sean. He didn't give us a name to call him. Yeah, we'll call him Sean. Um, hey, Puckle Crew, how goes? I wanted to bring up a prediction I've had about what comes next since I heard about Dexit. First of all, I'm pretty darn confident next year's games will be Diamond and Pearl's super needed remakes. Second, and most importantly, when those games come out, there could be a huge meta shakeup, being as presumably the remakes in Switch will be able to communicate, and thus a major part of team building will be deciding which game to build. No, no, that's not how that works. And that wouldn't work that way because answers. because then if you're playing Switch and you're battling somebody on Switch, and you can see their Pokemon that they're using, that means the models of those Pokemon are already in Switch. And they're not in. Um, the and game. they're not. They just they're don't, not there. They don't exist. Uh, if you've ever tried, this happened before. Actually, in Generation Four, you could not use Rotom in Platinum if you're battling anyone who had a copy of Diamond and Pearl. Yes. Are you sure that's correct, or what? Did it show up as normal Rotom, but had the stat allocation it, of, of appliance? It's that one. It's the, what Seth just said. Yes, and then they changed the type in it. Same at, same at thing happened with the one point, and then um, it wouldn't in load. Gen Three. Same thing happened with Deoxys in Gen 3, because Deoxys yeah. used to be, its form was based on what version could, of the game it was in. You could functionally battle, but you yeah. couldn't see what the opponent actually had. Yeah. I thought it was when they changed the types, then it wasn't they loading didn't change the across. They didn't change the types in, of Rotom in Gen 4. Right. Well, either way, it this is just not, this is, wouldn't be how it would work. We don't have the models or the data for them. Uh he goes on to say, uh, personally, I think a meta with two distinct pools of Pokemon could be very interesting and something I'm looking forward to. Um, it won't exist like that. You'll either have you'll have a, uh, a Swish meta and you'll have a uh, lustrous Diamond Adamant Pearl or whatever it is. Exactly, because they're not going to be compatible, um, which is something that, I, like, I, I mean, I, I said it before. Uh, like, that's the part I'm most disappointed about. I'm going to say it. I'm going to be the guy to go ahead and fall on this sword and say it. Do it. What if they patch them into Sword and Shields? No, nope, so now they not, exist. It's just not going to happen because they've said yep. that they aren't doing that. So yeah. I know, I know, on. but who knows? <laughs> I mean, they've lied. They've lied before. They've lied before. Like, like remember back in the day when they said that Let's Go was going to be a new was a main series game, and then they've like they've like backtracked on that real hard. I think they keep insisting that, but it was main series, but not core. Whatever that means. Yes, exactly. They were trying, but like they've backtracked on that pretty hard. 
uh, as of late. So like, I, I don't know if I believe anything they tell me for like future yeah. games. I believe things that they tell anything. me about the current release cycle and nothing about the future of the franchise. You don't know a single thing. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if, if it happened because Diamond and Pearl remakes came out and Seth, Seth told me that I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I can see it happening um, just because there are no rules anymore. And they've got the models for the Diamond Pearl remakes yeah. made, and they just put them and they just insert them. I've, yeah. I've seen bigger DLC packages. Uh, I mean, especially if it's just, like, especially they could charge you for that too for Swish, right? Like, uh, yeah, they could. Like, they hey, could. they won't. They, they could. won't. Yeah, uh, they won't. I mean, I like if they if they're gonna, I, I'm gonna be the guy that says it. If they need issue, if the issue for adding Pokemon into the game is is that we're not going to make enough money off of it i'll be the guy that says i'll just pay for the models <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> i'll pay for that give me the dlc i'm into it um that'd be a cool meta too by the way like if they just had like dlc packs for vgc i mean um yeah and like every like few months like you get a new dlc pack and it opens up the pool of pokemon that'd be and really they cool. rotate it like tcg yeah wouldn't that be cool i'm into it no <laughs> i mean i mean that's what we have now functionally is we technically yeah, have a tcg true. meta I, I don't care what you say to me now. That's what we functionally have now. You're absolutely right. Um, Except so. each card has four different attacks that you can customize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no drawing from I mean, the deck, though. And We kind of joke, but boy, howdy. When I started looking at Pokemon team building the same way I looked at deck building, my games got so much better. My, my play got so much better. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, all right on that note though i think i think that's it for the emails this week uh thank yep. you for sending them in uh we have a couple more if you if yours wasn't read on the show it will be posted on the unread emails uh uh place on the discord server so you can go ahead and read them there um and of course if you want to write in next week write us in at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and let us know what your favorite pokemon design from gen 8 is we'd love to hear why everybody else likes the links um and on that note though uh, if you want to ki- catch up with us anywhere else on the internet, you can go catch us over on Twitter. You can catch us over on, uh, I guess, what, what are the other places that we do? Instagram, Instagram. Facebook, Facebook, uh, those social medias, if you really want to come and hang out with us. Um, if you want to actually spend time with all three of us, the best way to do it is actually come to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast and watch a stream. Uh, it's a good time. And if you're a patron, you can come and do raid nights. It's a fun time. Uh, we did those and they were actually like really fun. Uh, we got some people like out of the, uh, out, out of their, uh, out of their lurking stages and they came out and they like came and hung <laughs> out. It was very fun. Uh, a lot of them were really cool. So it was, it was a blast. So I, I do, I do appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, you, you can come and hang out with us and watch us play Pokemon. It's all a good time. Yeah. And interact with us. You can also come to YouTube. I think there's going to be some cool YouTube content coming out in the near future. So youtube.com slash puckle podcast. You can, of course, uh, support the show in a variety of ways. We have a variety of ways. Uh, one where you can buy a variety pack of ramen, but um, tis over hey. at Vite Ramen, uh, the wonderful place to go get your go get your noms on. I've had it at this point. I've actually had yeah. it. Yeah. All um, three of us have. Yeah, we've we actually all, all enjoy had it. it. I didn't think it was bad. It was, uh, it, you definitely don't feel as bad eating it as you would top ramen. Yeah. I, I would say, I would say top ramen has I, quote unquote more flavor, but I think that more flavor is just salt. Um, yeah. because Vite ramen has half the sodium of your typical top ramen. Uh, and you can go over there and if you want to buy some, uh, ramen that gives you, uh, gives you pretty much all of the vitamins and minerals, uh, that you need for a quarter of your day, you can go uh, over to, and- yes, yeah. Yeah. And they're only 500 calories, so that quarter of a day, four times the... Fu- that's your 2,000. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
They're fantastic. Exactly. That's why they do it. And so you can you can get a discount over at Fight Ramen for your variety pack of ramen or whatever kind of pack of ramen you want. Um, I particularly like the chicken better than the pork. I like the chicken better than the pork. Really? Yep, I did. Uh, you can uh, you can go over to Fight Ramen and use code Puckle for ten percent off, and we get a little kickback from that, and we really appreciate the support. Um, you can also go ahead and support the show by going over to T Public, buying a cool T-shirt. Everything you buy over there gets us a kickback over here at the show. Uh, subscribe to us on Twitch at Twitch uh, with a with a Twitch Prime membership, or I guess a regular mem- t- subscription as well. It's all the same. We really appreciate it. And then, of course, you can go ahead and uh, go over to patreon.com slash puckle podcast where you can become a member of raid nights, join in the live show and join in on uh, join in on cool giveaways that may happen in the future. I think the next one we're going to do is <laughs> Mew, um, but we got to We got to work out a few kinks in our system first before we can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're very close, <laughs> very close. But yeah, I guess on that note, um, I guess from all of us here at the Puckle Podcast, for those of you who do celebrate, happy, happy merry, or merry Christmas. Um, if you do not celebrate Christmas, happy holidays or happy day, mandatory day off um, from work um, this Wednesday. <laughs> have so a good I, Wednesday. Yeah, have a good Wednesday. Um, uh, so I'm just just throwing that out there. Uh, if anything else, though, um, I think that's it. I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been Seth Vilo. And I've been Linian. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. It's closing time in Lavender Town. Time to say our goodbyes. It's closing time. here at Puckle would like to thank all of our patrons who make the show possible and as well as just give us a bunch of awesome stuff to uh, work with and improve the show. Uh, I put out a video earlier this week thanking all of you. 
for your continued support. Some changes to the tiers that are coming. You should see those changes reflected on patreon.com slash buckle podcast later this week. But I do thank all of you for supporting the show in as much as you have and as much as you could. It's just amazing to me and I really appreciate it. And on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and read all of your names as I do every week because I, I'm just, ah, man, I'm blown away. And I, I want to thank all of you for making this possible. And I'd like to reiterate, as always, none of us make money from this show. It all goes back into the show, making it bigger and better. And it's very exciting because we can do a lot with your support. So once again, thank you. And without further ado, thank you to Greg, Viger, Dooley, Cordia, Snickle, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chunk, The Fluffiest Ones to Cut, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Piccolo, Ryan, John, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Sheldon, Michael, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swampertata, Gone Corfish, and Amanda, Chris, Andrew, Alex, Kenneth, Michael, Jordy, Ellen, Jacob, Bear, Nicholas, Holden, Justin, Launchpad, McQuack, Craig, Joey, Matthew, Sheon, John, Jonathan, Merlander, Caleb, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, DGZ, the British Gent, Brian DeWolf, Dylan, Trevor, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Edub, Jonathan, Disco, Calypso, Kelvin, Taylor, Mike, Colt, a legionary, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Crocodiles and Crocs, Michael, Tim, equals Dylan, Andrew, Old Man Tup, Jesse, David, Super Chad, Chan, Chandman, Lord Corbinick, Harvey, Lotto, Jordan, Raymond, Brock, Ed, Louise, Cal- Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Neleb, South, Brandon, Locke, iStarly TV, Zach, Kenneth, Prime Rib, Elfeets, Jeremy, Gigantamax Metapod, Sammy, Graham, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Kevin, Chris, Darkflame, Halfwell Review, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Shira, Zardy, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, William, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Sarah, Dylan, Joseph, Traby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you. That is a lot of names now. I appreciate it. I will catch you guys all in the flip-flop. And again, you're awesome. Thank you for your support. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.